Is there something wrong? Warning. Life support failure on all decks. Abandon ship. Maybe it is time to take command. Bridge to Captain. Join Jan Shaw updating current events as only Jan can. Library computer. Data being received. Produced by CosmicReality.com. Hello and welcome to this week's Cosmic Creating Show. My name is Jan Shaw, the Success Alchemist. You can find me at thesuccessalchemist.net, on Facebook and YouTube, Jan Shaw, the Success Alchemist, at Twitter, at Coach Jan Shaw, uh, US UK Patriot on Telegram, and on True Social, Success Alchemist. Today is the 22nd of April, 2023, and the title of today's show is Ukraine War Ends, 2020 Election Interference, Department of Energy Warns Russia About Nuclear Material. So, again, we've had a very interesting week. It never ends, does it? But before I start the content of today's show, I want to make a public service announcement. Um, this is something I announced on Facebook this week, so some of you who follow me on Facebook may have already seen it, but I have decided to go back to live in the UK. Um, it's one of those things that I think I'm being called to a new chapter, a new mission, and I will have mixed feelings about leaving the USA because I've loved it here, but I do feel that now is the time for me to go back, but I definitely will still be uh, broadcasting the Cosmic Creating Show, and hopefully I'll be able to manage the time difference for the once a month say what show where I am a co-host so um, wish me luck it's quite a um, a major undertaking to make that move I think I must be a glutton for punishment I uprooted myself in 2010 to come over here and now I'm doing the same again to go back to the UK and I am taking my beloved Keisha with me which adds another level of complexity to the move. So I shall be leaving on the 23rd of May, only a month away and uh, rather busy getting everything ready to go. So that's my announcement for today and I am going to start the show once again with the Benjamin Fulford uh, weekly report because as I've said before he does provide more of a global perspective on what's happening which lets us join the dots and as with everything you know you use your discernment you decide what you believe and what you don't most if not all reporters aren't 100% accurate in everything they say and the reason for this is if they give the game away about what the um, the White Hats have planned, then, you know, the deep state, the, the dark side are going to jump on it and put major spanners in the works. So uh, just bear that in mind. Um, so the title is As Ukraine War Ends, Fireworks Set for Asia. And as a normal reminder this was published on monday of this week so obviously it's not up to date with the latest happenings that's what we'll get on next monday's report the ukrainian war has now ended and ukraine will cease to exist the next targets are south korea taiwan and japan asian and western secret society sources say the fall of the fake Joe Biden regime and its controllers is also now imminent, they say. And I just want to pop a, a comment in here that we are really seeing the walls closing on the Biden family. Now, I know that's a cliche and they've used it against Trump repeatedly over the last seven years or so. But so much has come out this week about um, 
what the Bidens have been involved in, not least of which is the deliberate 2020 election interference, which I'll be covering later. So the war in Ukraine ended with the military defeat of the Nazi forces and the destruction of the Ukrainian army. That is why Yevgeny Prigotsin, leader of the Wagner Group, announced our task has been completed and Russia has achieved the results that it planned. Independent US analysts like Colonel Douglas McGregor agree. He describes the war as a massacre with 250,000 Ukrainian soldiers dead and 300,000 seriously wounded. That is why the visit of French President Emmanuel Macron to China was to negotiate surrender on the behalf of his Rothschild masters, MI6 and other sources say. Public statements by various leaders confirm the end of the war. For example, Hungary's Prime Minister Viktor Orban, who describes the US as a main adversary, says that Ukraine is a non-existent country in financial terms since it cannot finance itself. Since France as part of the surrender agreement is blocking all further EU funding for Ukraine, it is game over. Polish news reports confirm this cut-off. MI6 describing Ukraine as a CIA failed state capture says France will deal with Germany, aka the European Union, Soviets, to wind up Ukraine so we consider the Russo-Ukrainian conflagration ended. The German Federal Republic, the EU's strongest economy, do not want their weapons to be used against Russia, Polish intelligence says. The western part of Ukraine will become part of the Republic of Poland in October, they add. In addition, they say NATO will fall apart in a year, maximum two years, because Germany and France have agreed on a new security framework that will include Russia. MI6 agrees with this prediction. In case you did not know, the fall of NATO is the fall of the Nazi Fourth Reich. It is a fact that Nazi officers have been in charge of NATO. Adolf Husinger, Hitler's chief of staff, went on to become chairman of NATO military committee from 1961 to 1964. Hans Spiedl, NATO commander of Central Europe, CCE, 1957 to 1963. Johann Steinhoff, chairman of the NATO military committee, 1971 to 1974. Johann von Kleimenzeg, NATO CCE, 1967 to 1968. Ernst Ferber, NATO CCE, 1973 to 1975. Karl Schnell, NATO CCE, 1975 to 1977. Franz Josef Schultz, NATO CCE, 1977 to 1979. Ferdinand von Sanger und Etterlin, NATO CCE, 1979 to 1983. And then there's a photo of all of these uh, people in Nazi uniforms. He's even included a photo of Fauci dressed in a Nazi uniform. MI6 says all that is needed now is the end of the DVD. I'm not sure what the DVD is, actually. Um, Nazi Gestapo, it says in brackets, and their overlords, the Khazarian Mafia. This means the arrest of Klaus Schwab, Bill Gates, the Dutch Royals, Elliot Abrams, Victoria Newland, etc. is all that is needed to end the mayhem we have been going through, various white hat sources agree. They have clearly lost if the bizarre ramblings of their puppet Joe Biden are anything to go by. During a visit to Ireland last week, the fake Biden got confused about where his office was, snapped at his son Hunter, insulted the British, told a bunch of stories that couldn't have happened to the Irish Parliament, couldn't answer a simple question from a child, and parted by saying we're all doomed by climate change, but we can lick the world. Behind the scenes, what happened was that Biden's Rockefeller controllers failed in an attempt to blackmail the UK into financing their bankrupt United States corporation. This mission was handled by Liz Rosenberg and Brian Nelson, 
described by French journalist Thierry Mason, a specialist in unilateral coercive measures, sent to Europe with the mission of forcing the Allies to comply. In addition to various attempts to blackmail King Charles, they brought Mossad films of Canadian Prime Ministers Justin Castrudo and UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak having homosexual sex with President Emmanuel Macron of France. This is typical of KM control, where nobody is allowed in a position of power unless they have something they can be blackmailed with. And it's got a photo of Macron with two young black guys. So, interesting. MI6 responded to this attempt by taking these leaders all under blackmail protection. In other words, having them come out of the closet so they can no longer be blackmailed. This means Canada, France and the UK are no longer under KM control and their leaders are working with white hats. Of course, these leaders' crimes are not going to be swept under the carpet. This is especially true of those who accepted massive bribes in order to vaccinate their populations with toxic substances. It is clear from ongoing public protests that neither Macron nor Castrudo is going to be tolerated by their people much longer. And there's a screenshot of a tweet by Mark Thomas at Justin Trudeau. Never guess what my AGI found copies of finally. The real story of your brother and your assault and coke dealing arrests from Montreal your dad tried to erase. Wonder what other gems are going to come out of scanning newspaper microfiche libraries with autonomous AI. Have a safe day. The important thing for now, though, is the KM has lost France, the UK and Canada. One sign of this change is Sunak going out against the entire KM transgender propaganda by declaring 100% of women don't have penises. In Israel as well, the mass murderer Benjamin Netanyahu is under house arrest. Also, now we have none other than famous Holocaust martyr Anne Frank's stepsister coming out and saying pictures and video of the Holocaust were faked even during World War II. This means governments have been producing fakery for a long time. Uh, Anne Frank's stepsister says, all the pictures you've seen are fake. What else was lied about? What else was fake? And that was an Instagram post. Now, I'm going to play this video for you. It's actually an interview with Piers Morgan. And I don't think she's saying that the Holocaust was a fake, which, you know, there are many people that say, oh, no, it never happened. What she's saying is that some of the videos that were put out were fake. So I'll let her explain it to you. And out to you, um, you know, there are many pictures about the Russian liberating Auschwitz, and there's never any snow, and the snow was honestly that high. Mm -hmm. And so I have some connection with the Russian embassy, and I was there once, and I said, something puzzles me. Those photos are fakes, because there's no snow. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, yes. They are not fakes, but when the army came, they didn't have cameras, they didn't photograph. Mm. So only much later, when they realized we should have pictures of it, they took pictures right. like you see now. But this is definitely not in Auschwitz and not the liberation of Auschwitz. There were not that many people with clothes and children and no snow. Right, fascinating. So the... I think historically we should this all means the KM have lost or are losing control of the Jews. Most of them are now aware the Holocaust was the KM sacrificing Jews to Satan. Germany and Holland are also on the verge of total liberation from KM control. Multiple sources agree. Asia is also about to be liberated, as we will discuss further below. That leaves the KM with just Switzerland and the United States under their control. This group staged a massive offensive last week by gathering all their UN, IMF, World Bank and Central Bank stooges in Washington. Their big power revealed a lot. For one thing, we now find out the entire COVID-19, which stands for Certificate of Vaccine ID 2019, 
fake pandemic and real vaccination push was planned to coincide with the 75th anniversary of the Rockefeller-owned UN. That is why the UN published a document last week using the pandemic to declare there is no other global organization with the legitimacy, convening power and normative impact of the United Nations to show our preparedness for not only health-related crises, but also other challenges and crises. Now they are using this to claim the power of the UN should be maximized in the face of crises with global reach. So they are saying the fake pandemic is the excuse needed to make the Rockefeller-owned UN a world government. This is the same UN, by the way, that is trying to order governments to legalize sex between adults and minors in order to normalize pedophilia. And I'm going to jump to a link he included about this, which is by the peoplesvoice.tv. UN urges governments to legalize sex between adults and minors. Pedophiles deserve love too. The United Nations issued a report last month ordering governments to begin legalizing sex between adults and minors as part of a drive to normalize pedophilia. The disturbing report is titled The Eight March Principles for a Human Rights-Based Approach to Criminal Law Prescribing Conduct Associated with Sex Reproduction, Drug Use, HIV, Homelessness and Poverty. Hidden on page 22 of the report, the UN declares, with respect to the enforcement of criminal law, any prescribed minimum age of consent to sex must be applied in a non-discriminatory manner. Enforcement may not be linked to the sex stroke gender of participants or age of consent to marriage. The report adds, moreover, sexual conduct involving persons below the domestically prescribed minimum age of consent to sex may be consensual in fact, if not in law. And it seems the WEF supports this. There's a screenshot of a tweet from the WEF. Age gap love laws violate human rights. And Gateway Pundit reports the report also calls for all sex work to be decriminalized. The United Nations news report is troubling, considering they have been plagued with sexual abuse scandals. So back to the Benjamin Fulford report, the KM tries to disguise this attempted power grab by saying global emergency protocols would only be triggered automatically in case of a global crisis, regardless of the type or nature of the crisis involved. However, just like US presidents create perpetual war in order to keep dictatorial wartime powers, the KM are hoping to generate perpetual fake crises to take over the planet. The other thing that came out of their big meeting was their plan to create a one-world digital currency, as the following IMF press relief says. Today, at the International Monetary Fund Spring Meetings 2023, the Digital Currency Monetary Authority, DCMA, announced their official launch of an international central bank digital currency, CBDC, Universal Monetary Unit is cryptocurrency reimagined from the ground up to support central banking and regulated financial institutions. Universal Monetary Unit, UMU, also known as Unicoin, is an innovation in store of value cryptography powered by artificial intelligence, AI. The corporate slave media responded with gushing news items like this. President Biden often summarizes his vision for America in one word, possibilities, a digital dollar. The White Hats reacted to these plans by breaking the neck of the satanic European Central Bank chief, Christine Lagarde. And there's a couple of photos here showing her wearing a Baphomet brooch and also a brooch that actually looks like it represents 666. Of course, we know what that means. And then it's got another photo of her wearing a neck brace by the look of it. MI6 describes the push by the Rockefeller slaves in Washington as last-ditch efforts to stay on a sinking ship. 
They also noted the meeting mentioned detrenchment and inflation. This means manually digging out of a trench, if you see. One person trying to abandon the sinking ship is Barack Obama, who appears to be behind leaks of a passport showing he was born in Kenya and not Hawaii. Our own sources say his father was the American communist Frank Marshall, but in any case, it looks like Obama is hoping to admit he was born in Kenya in order to seek political refuge there. And there's also images of the passport concerned. Another group abandoning the Biden ship are the Chinese who have thrown Biden and his controllers under the bus by releasing financial records on Chinese bribes to them. The trail, of course, leads to one of Biden's main handlers, Alexander Soros, who has come out of the closet and is no longer hiding behind computer graphics of his executed father, George Soros. I certainly hope that's true about George Soros because he is the most evil person. Well, not the most, probably he's got a lot of competitors on that amongst Fauci and Bill Gates and the like, not to mention Klaus Schwab, of course. Soros is, in any case, a front for Klaus Schwab Rothschild, who is still trying to cling to power by hiring hundreds of thousands of information warriors to control the Internet, policing social media and forums for misinformation and conspiracy content, which will then be systematically shut down. Soon he will run out of money to pay for this because South American drug lords have cut their ties with the KM money laundering operation in Ukraine and have once again shifted their drug money laundering HQ to Cuba, as this news item hints. And there's a link to an article from Barons.com and it says Cuba announces surprise reversal of US dollar deposit ban. And this is from the 11th of April. Cuba's government on Monday announced a surprise lifting of its ban on US dollar deposits in banks, reversing a policy which had been in place across the communist island nation since June 2021. Back to Fulford again. We hear from South American sources that silver will play a major role in integrating drug money into the global financial system. In another sign that Ukraine money laundering is being shut down, the journalist Seymour Hirsch is reporting that Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky and his senior officials are skimming American taxpayer dollars by the hundreds of millions. Releases by Hirsch usually precede White Hat law enforcement action. And just as a reminder, it was Seymour Hirsch who broke the story about the Biden administration being behind the bombing of the Nord Stream pipeline. And there's a link to the New Zealand Daily Telegraph. Zelensky and team stole at least $400 million of US aid. While the KM are losing their Ukrainian and South American money laundering operations, the White Hats are also leaking intelligence about how this regime spies on and abuses other remaining allies. The official story is that all these leaks being widely reported are coming from a young recruit. However, as a Canadian security intelligence service source says, in my professional opinion, there is an exactly 0% chance a 21-year-old Air National Guardsman got his hands on top-secret war plans about a war we aren't supposed to be in, at least not on his own. And this is a comment from me. There is a lot of speculation about this uh, supposed leak. It seems to be a deliberate leak, and it could be tied to this intention to pass the Restrict Act, which is allowing more surveillance of social media um, in order to supposedly prevent more cases of these leaks being published when they include national security issues. And, you know, this idea that the Pentagon wasn't aware for several weeks of these documents circulating it just smells really off to me, but uh, we'll have to see about that. Anyway, continuing with Fulford, in any case, these leaks have irritated remaining KM allies in East Asia like South Korea. Democratic Party of Korea floor leader 
Park Hong Koon condemned the United States for illegally wiretapping South Korean leaders, saying it is an unacceptable practice that cannot be tolerated in the 70-year alliance and a clear infringement of South Korea's sovereignty that shatters bilateral trust. This comes as North Korea has cut off all communications with South Korea. North Korea has now been given nuclear missiles that can hit anywhere on the continental United States. This means the U.S. nuclear blackmail that has until now prevented them from reunifying the Korean peninsula has been removed. This Korean move was almost certainly done in coordination with Asian secret societies. It is part of a bigger move in East Asia that will include Japan, Taiwan and Australasia. Taiwan is likely to be the first domino to fall. Charles Liu, founder and chairman of private equity firm HAO Capital, says the U.S. is not going to fight over Taiwan. They may try to get the Japanese to do it, but the Japanese won't be so stupid to do it. The only stupid ones who might get involved are the Australians. Sorry, He's wrong about Australia, though. Australia and China have reached a breakthrough in their long-running trade dispute, meaning we can get back to normal trade with China, says Australian Senator Don Farrell. MI6 confirms this, saying, should China wish to annex Taiwan and for good and legal reasons, then so be it. They add it will be part of a strategic decision to bundle all of Asia with Australasia, the MI6 source adds. He was referring to an agreement with Asian secret societies that Australasia will become part of an East Asian zone that does not include China. The US is defunct in any case, so I wouldn't imagine anyone would put up much of a fight, MI6 adds. And I've been saying MI6 a lot from this article In case you're not aware of what the MI6 organisation is, it's like the British equivalent of the CIA, basically. In another sign of imminent change, Russia's Pacific fleet went on heightened alert. This also involves long-range aviation and aircraft of the Eastern Military District and logistics support units and formations. In reaction, South Korea and the United States will kick off a large-scale joint air exercise later this week, the South's Air Force said Sunday. This comes after China's Defense Minister Li Shangfu's trip to Russia on his first official visit abroad following his appointment. There he met his Russian counterpart Sergei Shoigu, the Russian Defense Ministry said. We also note that China has conducted a successful land-based mid-course anti-ballistic missile test on Friday. Also, all these moves came as there was an assassination attempt on Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida. This is the work of the three-legged crow secret society, Japanese right-wing sources close to the emperor say. In Japan, gangsters usually send a warning by sending a single bullet into the headquarters of rivals. The meaning is, surrender or the next bullet will hit you. This is the message that was sent to the slave prime minister, Kishida. The Japanese hate him because they know he is a slave of the KM, who had them vaccinated with toxic substances. In a sign he is no longer really in control, his regime urged Hokkaido residents to take shelter Thursday morning after a North Korean missile launch, but local officials told people to ignore this. We are also hearing from Asian secret societies and secret space program sources that the resolution of remaining geopolitical issues in East Asia will lead to the unveiling of Antarctic secrets and the end of the quarantine on the planet Earth. This writer has been promised access to the secret Antarctic bases on behalf of his readership late this year when the next Antarctic summer begins. Of course, we have heard this before, but maybe this time it will really happen. We will know more after meetings scheduled in May or June with SSP representatives. And as usual, the report ends with a series of videos of UFO sightings. 
So I think, you know, if, if you believe what Fulford is reporting and, you know, this isn't the kind of news you're going to hear in the mainstream media, of course, that it means, you know, quite definitely that the White Hats, the Alliance, are winning this spiritual war. I'm now going to move on to a Forbidden Knowledge TV article, which is pretty good digest of what's been happening this week. And the beginning of the article actually relates to what I included in the title, which is the 2020 election interference. The title of the article is Tip of the Iceberg, and this was published uh, late yesterday, I think. Eugene Yu and his Michigan election company called Connick have dropped their defamation action against True the Vote and Greg Phillips. Phillips and Engelbrecht were being sued by Eugene Yu for going public with information that definitively showed that an American election company was storing data on servers located in Wuhan, China. The news comes immediately following an announcement from True the Vote about the case and their intentions to pursue it through discovery. Accompanying the formal press release was a video displaying the breadth and scope of information assembled by publicly facilitated open-sourced research. Earlier today, Greg Phillips joined Steve Bannon and Peter Navarro on the War Room to talk about how on Monday they launched their new website called Open.Inc, and that's I-N-K, not I-N-C, which is an amazing research tool of which we can all avail ourselves and start digging. So I urge everybody to go to Open.Inc. Open.Inc is an index search engine that has aggregated 25 years worth of the CCP's infiltration of the United States and the exfiltration of our entire digital infrastructure with the help of traitors in our government, in industry, finance and academia. Open.Inc documents the entire history of Connect and all of its associations with the Chinese Communist Party, and it puts the light to Connect's outrageous and frivolous defamation law- lawsuit. Connect had accused Catherine and Greg of defaming them, hacking their servers and pursuing them out of racist and xenophobic intent, of course, none of which is true. Greg says that on Tuesday, Connex lawyers reached out to him, apparently having seen the information published on Openink, and then on Wednesday morning, they dropped their case. Catherine and Greg, who were featured in Dinesh D'Souza's film 2000 Mules, were jailed for nine days last November for refusing to identify a confidential informant who was present with them during the exposure of Connex CCP spy network. This undoubtedly sets the stage for a very interesting scenario involving a false imprisonment. Interestingly, mainstream media, including Fox News, has not covered any of this, and when Catherine and Greg attempted to announce the launch of Open.Inc. through PR Web, they were blocked, which really goes to show how widespread and pernicious this CCP malignancy is that has metastasized within the body politic of the United States. As Peter Navarro says here, Catherine and Greg, quote, have the keys to unlock all of this and nobody's covering it, end quote. Harry Horry, the CEO of Kane and Associates, the team hired by Los Angeles County to analyze the Connex servers, has also recently submitted an affidavit in the case in support of True the Vote, in which he stated that, quote, Connex system of data protection and access amounted to by far the worst example of complete disregard or negligence regarding the protection of PII or personal identifiable information and sensitive data I have ever seen. We discovered a breach of U.S. data that is classified as a, quote, total loss of control, end quote. We confirmed multiple instances of Connect hosting on servers based in China, U.S. citizens' personal identifiable information, confirmed thousands of instances of Connect data, including U.S. citizens' PII and software being transferred to and from China, 
found evidence in Connect's private messages that election software code was being developed, tested and maintained in China, confirmed that Connect was providing administrative credentials to Chinese developers, discovered more disturbingly that Connect provided poll chief software used by LA County and likely other US jurisdictions, suffered from a security vulnerability that allowed any poll chief or Connect worker to elevate his, her or own status to super user, giving him or her access to applications at a privilege above those dictated by security policy, which includes broad access to all US poll workers in the system. The litany goes on. Connect is associated with companies based in mainland China that are subsidized by and have received honors from the Chinese government. The affidavit goes on to say that while they were conducting this investigation on behalf of LA County, their access to various accounts began to be shut off, and he believes this restriction was orchestrated by either Connect or by persons or entities in China with whom Connect was associated, including all of these super users. Harry Horry's partner, Nate Kane of Kane and Associates, was on with Jeffrey Prather and he describes what happened next. LA County District Attorney George Gascon is a Soros puppet who now refuses to pay Kane and Associates for their work, so the latter are suing him. Nate and Jeff discuss the possibility of putting together a class action lawsuit for all of the people whose personal identifiable information was sent to China by Connick. Nate still has all of that information in his possession and he'd need to talk to his lawyer about this, but such a legal action could be one way to outflank these corrupt deep state members. This is not Nate's first rodeo with government corruption. In 2016, he was working as a cybersecurity contractor for the FBI when he stumbled on some files related to Hillary Clinton that were way worse than a Uranium One, involving several countries, shell NGOs, and hundreds of millions of dollars. The swamp is wide and deep. Hillary's email scandal was raging at the time, but the data Nate found was unrelated to anything that has ever been disclosed publicly. The details of what he found are still classified, but in 2020, he told Scott Kesterson of the Bards of War podcast that it involved money laundering, securities fraud, public corruption and terrorism financing. He was very upset by what he saw, but he could also see that case numbers had been assigned. So he assumed that the FBI was investigating it, and surely, due to the preponderance of evidence, Hillary would be indicted. Instead, then-FBI Director James Comey exonerated Hillary, which left Nate aghast. After much prayer and soul-searching, he obtained official whistleblower status with Inspector General Michael Horowitz, and he legally transmitted the files to the Senate and House Intelligence Committees. This did nothing to stop 16 FBI agents from raiding his home for six hours on the morning of November 19, 2018, via an illegally issued court order signed on November 15, 2018, by Federal Magistrate Judge Stephanie A. Gallagher in the U.S. District Court for Baltimore falsely charging him with illegal possession of stolen federal property. For weeks, the FBI proceeded to harass Kane and his neighbours, determined to get his community to rat him out. The ordeal left him financially destroyed, but he was never charged with anything and he never lost his clearance. And it brought him closer to God and it made him completely unafraid. Nate is now running for U.S. Congress in the 2nd District of West Virginia, and if there was ever a candidate who deserved our support and our vote, if we lived in the panhandles of West Virginia, it is Nate Kane. 
In other news, a former acting CIA director has admitted to Congress that he organized the letter that falsely portrayed Hunter Biden's laptop as Russian disinformation in an effort to influence the 2020 election in favor of Joe Biden, and that he did so at the direction of current Secretary of State Antony Blinken, according to a letter released Thursday by House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan. The admission by Michael J. Morrell provides evidence of what already obvious to many, that the now infamous letter from 51 security officials in October 2021 was part of the globalist fifth-generation warfare campaign to unseat Trump and to install a puppet to facilitate their plunder of the U.S. Treasury in order to finance global genocide and civilizational collapse. Jordan sent a letter demanding answers from Blinken about Morell's testimony and the implications of America's top diplomat being willing to accuse a nuclear-armed superpower of interfering in the 2020 election without evidence. That letter included major snippets of Morell's testimony. The transcript of Morell's interview showed he had no previous intent to write the statement until Blinken's call triggered his actions. What mechanism of control might Blinken exert to get Morell and 50 other retired intelligence officials to comply with this ridiculous farce? Also earlier this week, we found out that there were six other members of the Biden crime family who made off with millions of dollars from the big guy's treason, bringing the total number of those involved or benefiting to nine Biden crime family members, according to House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer. Representative Nancy Mace, Republican South Carolina, who reviewed the hundred or so suspicious activity reports alongside Comer, tweeted that the amount of money that we're talking about in these suspicious activity reports is astronomical. And the accusations therein, the source of the funding, where the money's going, the shell companies, prostitution rings, etc. It's insanity to me that it's not being investigated in the way it should be. A whistleblower in the IRS has reported to the Justice Department's top watchdog that federal prosecutors are blocking criminal tax charges against presidential son Hunter Biden, and he provided evidence showing that Attorney General Merrick Garland lied under oath during recent testimony to Congress. According to a letter from the whistleblower's attorney, Mark Little to Congress obtained by Just the News, the IRS agent revealed he is seeking to provide detailed disclosures about a high-profile sensitive case to the tax writing committees in Congress, which have special authority under federal tax privacy laws to receive such information. That would pave the way to share the details with other committees in coming weeks. On Thursday night, the New York Post reported that Attorney General Merrick Garland is the senior Biden official mentioned by the whistleblower who is preventing Hunter Biden from being criminally charged and that Merrick Garland lied about this under oath during questioning by Senator Chuck Grassley. Maybe the DNC doesn't want Brandon to be the Democrat nominee because even fake news CBS had to report on this. All of the above and many more earth-shattering revelations are probably why Rumble was down for much of Friday and why Rumble issued a public warning that they will be doing maintenance over the weekend. So much interesting information coming out that really confirms what we've known all along, which was about the steal of the 2020 election, but also what we knew about the corruption in the Biden family and how the uh, Hunter laptop story was suppressed in order to influence the outcome of that election. So, you know, the big question is, and a lot of people are blackpilling about this, which is kind of taking the doom and gloom approach, is that, you know, nothing ever happens. The whole of the DOJ is corrupt, so we'll never see any action taken against these people. I'm not so sure because when you actually consider 
the amount of information that has been disclosed since the beginning of this year, it's absolutely monumental. And it seems like, you know, it's like the pressure is building and building and building. And, uh, you know, so it continues. Um, the other strange thing that happened this week was that CNN put out an article which was uh, on the 19th saying U.S. warns Russia not to touch American nuclear technology at Ukrainian nuclear plants. Now, we know that CNN is, you know, really a very central part of the fake news media, the deep state controlled media. But um, I'm not just surprised at this article. Um, this whole scenario seems ridiculously strange. Anyway, I'll read the article. The US has sensitive nuclear technology at a nuclear power plant inside Ukraine and is warning Russia not to touch it, according to a letter the US Department of Energy sent to Russia's state-owned nuclear energy firm Rosatom last month. In the letter, which was reviewed by CNN and is dated March 17, 2023, the director of the Energy Department's Office of Non-Proliferation Policy, Andrea Furkile, tells Rosatom's director general that the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant in Enohodar contains U.S. origin nuclear technical data that is export controlled by the United States government. Good software and technology are subject to U.S. export controls when it is possible for them to be used in a way that undermines U.S. national security interests. The Energy Department letter comes as Russian forces continue to control the plant, which is the largest nuclear power station in Europe and sits in a part of the Zaporizhia region that Russia occupied after its invasion of Ukraine last February. The plant has frequently been disconnected from Ukraine's power grid due to intense Russian shelling in the area, raising fears across Europe of a nuclear accident. Now, I'll interject at this point because why would Russia actually shell the uh, occup Russian-occupied nuclear power plant? That just doesn't make sense. It's a bit like accusing Russia of destroying the uh, Nord Stream pipeline. It's going to be the Ukrainians again that are blaming it on Russia. You know, it's as plain as the nose on your face. While the plant is still physically operated by Ukrainian staff, Rosatom manages it. The Energy Department warned Rosatom in the letter that it is unlawful for any Russian citizens or entities to handle the US technology. CNN has reached out to Rosatom for comment. It is unlawful under United States law for non-authorized persons, including but not limited to Russian citizens and Russian entities, the letter says, such as Rosatom and its subsidiaries, to knowingly and willfully access, possess, control, export, store, seize, review, re-export, ship, transfer, copy, manipulate such technology or technical data or direct or authorize others to do the same without such Russian entities becoming authorized recipients by the Secretary of the U.S. Department of Energy. It is not clear, that was the end of the quote by the way, it is not clear whether Rosatom has responded to the letter the Energy Department's National Nuclear Security Administration told CNN in a statement that the letter is authentic. The letters were first reported by the news outlet RBC Ukraine. Quote, the Department of Energy's National Nuclear Security Administration can confirm that the letter is legitimate, said Shayela Hassan, the Deputy Director of Public Affairs for the National Nuclear Security Administration. She added, the Secretary of Energy has the statutory responsibility for authorising the transfer of unclassified civilian nuclear technology and assistance to foreign atomic energy activities. DOE does not comment on regulatory activities. 
Another letter from Furcar to the Energy Department's Inspector General, reviewed by CNN and dated October 24, 2022, outlines the technology the U.S. has exported to Ukraine for use in the Zaporizhia plant and reiterates that the department has no record of any current authorization to transfer this technology and technical data to any Russian national or entity. The Energy Department's Office of Nuclear Energy has been public about the U.S. support for the plant and stated on its website in June 2021 that the United States helped implement new maintenance procedures and operations at the reactor that should ultimately strengthen energy security in Ukraine. So it'd be interesting to see if Ben Fulford reports on this next week. Uh, Tucker Carlson actually did a segment on this covering not only this nuclear um, interesting situation, but also reminded everybody about the biolabs that um, I think it was Victoria Newland inadvertently admitted in uh, a deposition that she made. So I think it's more dirty work at the crossroads, to be honest. I mean, we know it's so uh, corrupt in Ukraine. And as was reported earlier about the skimming off of like $400 million uh, by Zelensky um, and the sources of this this money that's come into the Biden family is also, you know, very much from Ukraine sources. But I think the question is, why would this be revealed at this stage of the game. And if it is true that the Ukraine war is over, as Ben Fulford reported, then perhaps it's become more critical because Russia, in effect, has won the war and therefore is in control of everything. So maybe this is one of these panic attacks that the the deep state is having. So we'll have to wait and see. But uh, very interesting. So I just want to end with another uh, look at the crazy transgender world that uh, we're living in now. And of course, there was the major backlash against Bud Light because of the use of Dylan Mulvaney as a brand representative. And, you know, a major boycott then ensued from the Bud Light drinking community. Well, I also posted on Facebook, uh, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, a list of 13 companies which have also used Dylan Mulvaney as their representative, including companies like um, Instacart, um, a number of other kind of fashion-related companies like Kate Spade, uh, Nike, And today I saw a report that there's yet another use of a transgender to promote women's lingerie. Now, just before I report on that, I would like to say that somebody in my Facebook post commented, you know, why are you going after transgenders? Why do we have to boycott these companies? And this was a woman who was basically saying we have nothing to fear from transgenders and the LGBTQIABCDEFG community. And um, she got a lot of backlash, basically, because it's like, don't you realise that this is an attempt to cancel women, that they're pushing transgenderism on young children? And it's like, really, you're defending this as a woman? Uh, quite unbelievable, actually. And also, there's been, a. Tr- she said, there's no risk from transgender people. Well, I hate to uh, contradict her, not, but Red State reported on a transgender person's TikTok video, which was threatening anybody who prevented him from entering women's restrooms. 
It says on Thursday, a TikTok video began making the rounds on Twitter in earnest that featured a man who identifies as a woman laying down a threat to those who wish to stop him from entering women's restrooms. In the video, he dares people to try to stop him or any transgender woman from entering women's restrooms, saying that if they do, it will be the last mistake you ever make. He follows this up by advocating for transgender people to arm themselves and begin rising up violently. So I think it's becoming more and more apparent that transgender people are a risk. And there was the mass shooting that happened, well, the, you know, the six people who were killed at the school by the transgender woman, the woman who was uh, transitioning to male. So, yes, there is a risk from transgender people. Not all of them, but some of them are completely deranged, which basically is transgenderism anyway. And I just want to say that these accusations of transphobia, do people really understand what a phobia is? Because it's not a hatred of trans people. A phobia is a fear of trans people. And I would say that the majority of people that are against this agenda to push transgenderism, it's not because they've decided to do this. It's because they're trying to push it on everybody and particularly young children and destroy women's sports. So that's my input on that. You can probably tell that I'm not happy with this situation at all. And as I previously reported on Matt Walsh's What is a Woman uh, documentary. Uh, this has just gone crazy. And this latest I'm going to report on is another woke company that is using a transgender woman to promote their products. And this is from the Daily Wire. Pure misogyny. Instagram star quits as model for lingerie brand after it hires male to sell product. And this was published yesterday. Instagram star Brie Terezi said she's done with modelling for a top lingerie brand after the company hired a male to sell products, blasting the company for jumping on the woke bandwagon. The model said she was no longer working with high-end luxury brand Honey Burdette after it posted photos on its social media of non-binary male model Jake Dupre wearing a three-piece ruby red lingerie set. Therese said the move had taken away a job from a female. In the since-disabled comments section of the post, Therese wrote, Sad to see you guys jumping on the woke bandwagon. Once again, another thing taken over by men. Know your audience, Outkick reported. The model later confirmed to the outlet, yes, it's true, I will no longer be working with the brand. The only way to stop this nonsense and propaganda is to not support businesses that do not support our values, she added. It's that simple. As a model, I can tell you that an actual woman has been robbed of a place because of a deluded diversity handout. The Instagram star continued, that's pure misogyny. Now more than ever, we must support businesses that support our values. Go woke, go broke. Honey Burdette blocked me, Therese tweeted. I guess this buy women for women lingerie brand is not for women's voices. They aren't just recruiting men to pose in their lingerie, but now they block women for speaking their minds. This is what hypocrisy looks like. Go woke, go broke. The company's original post showing the male model, which has been updated to include a statement about deleting negative discussions and hate speech. The comments section remains disabled. Honey Burdette fosters an inclusive and diverse environment and we will continue to use our voice to empower and support the LGBTQ plus community, women and anyone who wants to feel fabulous in our lingerie. The company's statement read, while thoughtful and constructive discussions are important to push culture forward, hate speech and bullying will not be tolerated on our channels. Comments of this negative nature will be deleted. Jake Dupree, which is the name of the male model, you are so talented, 
and have our full support. So yet another company to boycott. Um, women are really getting angry about this and uh, rightly so, in my opinion. I'm angry about it. And there's nothing like righteous anger. I think, you know, these companies are definitely going to regret taking this position. So that's all I have time for this week. I hope you'll join me next week for another Cosmic Creating show. Uh, thank you to Nancy Hopkins for producing and to Derek Condit for sponsoring Cosmic Reality Radio. Until next time, stay well, be safe and bye for now. You have been listening to Cosmic Creating with Jan Shaw, updating current reality, a production of CosmicReality.com. 